0: This is Amy Baca-Oler, your CEA president, and I'm joined today with...
1: Hi, everybody. I'm Kevin Vick, and I'm CEA vice president.
0: We are so happy to be here with you guys today as the new leadership team for the CEA. We thought we would just welcome you all to the new school year by getting to know a little bit about myself and Kevin and our goals and visions for leading the CEA. So, Kevin, I get to start with you. Um, tell me why you got involved in your local. What brought you into association work?
1: Well, I'll tell you. I, uh, I was uh, pretty involved in my school. I was a department chair. I was an f- assistant football coach on, on uh, varsity for Doherty High School. And um, then I started finding that a lot of the things that we're currently still battling against now are kind of just coming into our... Our profession and, and I thought it wasn't right so I wanted to find a way to, to get involved and try to work against it and uh, try to improve teaching and, and make it the fun career that it it should be and so I uh, reached out uh, to my local and I uh, sent an email that uh, led me to the bargaining team and things kind of went from there.
0: And here you are,
1: yeah, so and here's
0: the vice President.
1: <laughs> so how about you how did How did you kind of get involved with your local?
0: Well, you know, mine started from day one, year one, really. I was teaching at Adam City High School in Commerce City, and for me, being involved in the union has always really been about um, being that student voice and that student advocate and that advocate for our professions and just really seeing the injustices and things that were happening um, not only to the students but you know to my colleagues and the situations we were in and so I really saw the union being that one place that was standing up for students and for public education and so um, I dove right in and got involved because I really think there is nothing more important than being that voice um, for our students and for our profession so um, I'm really excited for for what's ahead for the CEA, um, for you and I as the leadership team. I, I think we're going to do great things. So excited for that. Um,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm uh, being new here. It's been kind of a whirlwind, but I'm really excited too. I think it's uh, I think we're at kind of a turning point where a lot of the things that have been. Uh, out there as mythology now is kind of being exposed and I think we have a real opportunity to to make some real gains for for educators
0: yeah one of my favorite things is um, the the new employee events or the back-to-school events and we've both been spending the last two to three weeks going all across the state to various locals, um, participating with them in their new employee events. And thats I love those events because they're always full of hope and optimism and people are excited and ready for a new school year. And so it's just such a great way to, to start the year with that hope and with that optimism. So what are your hopes as the vice president? What are you looking forward to? What are you hopeful for as we...
1: Well, I, I just wanted to add in, yeah, it's it's been amazing being out on the road for the last couple of weeks, uh, seeing a lot of new teacher events just all over the state. Um, probably my favorite part is, and and this is kind of universal in our profession, is every year you get a, a new chance at renewal, and uh, and so my hopes, um, I'm really I'm really hoping we can get some some great policy. Uh, wins this year, uh, either uh, working with the state school board or um, uh, at the legislature. I, th- I think it's, uh, you know, 191 now has a record, and it's not that great, and uh, it's it's become kind of a, a difficult uh, system to manage for, for not only educators, but for administrators as well. And so I'm hoping that we can really make some gains in that area. And then also, um, I'm really hoping that another priority that comes is trying to figure out new ways to deal with, uh, the financial situation.
0: Yeah. You know, I'm really hopeful that we can build off of the energy and the momentum from last spring, from the April days of action. Um, that was, some really exciting um, times and days, but you know what we know is that it can't just be a day. It can't just be something that you know was one day or, in our case, three days where people came down to the Capitol. We have a lot of opportunity to build off of that. Amendment seventy-three being a huge opportunity for us to to really shift what's been happening to us here in Colorado as public school educators. I mean, last school year alone, we underfunded schools by, we, the state of Colorado, (laughs) underfunded schools by $828 million. And I think, you know, you being a local president in Colorado Springs, you know exactly what that meant to your district and ultimately to the students there. And being, just going all around the state, um, just in these last two to three weeks and me for the last six years, you really see the impacts that these cuts have had on our system and how our students lose out so i really hope that that energy and that momentum of everybody coming together will will be something that we can build off of and really engage people in this election i mean you know kevin you're you're a political guy <laughs> i know that you also love politics and there's a lot at stake in this election so what are you, your thoughts about the election and
1: well, uh, yeah, being a history teacher and a and a government teacher by trade, uh, it is kind of a passion of mine. So, uh, basically, um, you know, I I think we have a real shot to to make some gains in the Senate uh, in terms of pro education candidates. Uh, I think that people are starting to realize that even though a person may have uh, the term Democrat by their name, they're not necessarily a friend, and I think we have an opportunity to make some gains in that area as well uh, in terms of finding people who have really a common vision uh, for what public education should be. Um, you know, I continually say that it's, uh, it's one 13-year process. When you start a kid in kindergarten and they make it all the way through till their senior year and they graduate, and kids access that process all different kinds of ways. And there are literally infinite numbers of outcomes within that process. And so we have to start thinking about our system in that way and and legislators have to understand that if you focus on only one outcome and you try to standardize the system, you are shutting kids out of numerous opportunities to be able to be successful and so by shifting the conversation i think a little bit with our with our legislature and with our state school board um, i'm really hopeful we can see some gains
0: yeah you know um, one of the most commonly asked questions we've been getting um, since the the primary this summer was um, about cea's participation in the primary race and Um, I think everyone's well aware that we, as the CEA, through our process, that um, you actually got to participate in as well. We have an interview committee that comes together of members all across the state um, who makes recommendations to our CEA fund, and then it's the fund that makes a decision to recommend a candidate. Obviously, we recommended Carrie Kennedy in the primary for governor, and she was not successful in that. Um, race, but we have now our fund committee has now recommended Jared Polis for governor. Um, and one of the things I get asked often is, people saying, "Do you regret doing that as as the CEA? Do you guys regret that you engaged in the primary?" And you know, really for me. Uh, I don't, because we were able to make education a forefront issue in that primary race, and I think we have to continue to do that in the governor's race. If the candidates aren't talking about education and public education and funding and all these things that we know that impact us as public school educators, that's a problem. And so we're going to continue to make sure that candidates like Jared Polis for governor, are talking about public education and what that means to Colorado and why we need to have a fully funded system and why we need, um, our students need things like mental health supports or even after school activities. We know we have a system of haves and have nots right now. And if we want Colorado to be the great state that it can be, then we know we have to do better by our public schools and our students. So, you know, like you, I think that... um, it's really important that we be involved and we make sure that we have um, elected officials who support students and who support public education. So for sure that will be something I know that you and I will will be working on as we head into to the fall. What are some other um, goals or visions that you have um, for this fall semester, what we can be doing as the CEA?
1: Like we've been talking about, the election is is kind of a top priority, but, but definitely um, just making sure that, that our educators in the state are, are well supported, are getting off to a, a great start. Uh, one of the things that I've been emphasizing when I've been out on the road is, look, we want people to not just have a good year. We wanna make sure they have fun and a great career. And um, so we are, as a part of our strategic plan, really developing priorities that are going to help support people in the in the in their position as they're moving through their career. Uh, I believe we have some great uh, opportunities with our co-pilot system, you know, and being out in some of these more isolated areas in in the state um, you know, places like Lamar and and Cortez and and some of these places that, you know, it's it's tough to gain Access to a university or, or other things like that. I think Copilot really offers a tremendous opportunity, mainly because you know that the stuff is vetted. You know that um, everything has been checked through to make sure it conforms with Colorado standards, and so you don't you aren't sent out into the wilderness of the internet and trying to find something that might. Fit what you need for your particular grade level or your particular uh, subject matter and a lot of the a lot of the professional development we offer is really generalized to basic the basic functions of teaching um, which some people you know I think um, really uh, can be helped by.
0: Yeah I think that one of the things i hear often about copilot is just how it's individualized and we know you know as educators we're always having to differentiate for our students because that's good instruction and we want to make sure that we have differentiated professional learning that meets our needs so that's something that's really awesome about copilot and and you mentioned our strategic plan that's something that has also been really exciting that we got to work on this summer Um, We had members from all across the state come in to the CEA building this summer and really give input and provide feedback into our strategic plan because we want to make sure that we're doing the work that meets our members' needs. And I know that's something that's really important to both you and I, that we're out in the field, that we're talking to members, we're hearing their stories. So speaking of that, if you have anything that you are doing that's awesome that you would like for Kevin or I to come see or come do a podcast with you on. Let us know, we'd be happy to come visit your school, your bus barn, whatever it is that you're doing to serve the students of Colorado. We want to hear about it. We want to come talk with you. But I'm really excited that our strategic plan is is going to meet the needs of our members and, you know, and that's that's what we do here as as the CEA. So I'm excited about our community schools work and our work in racial justice. Um, I think we have a lot of great things ahead to support the educators who are working hard day in and day out to serve the students of Colorado. So really excited for what's ahead.
1: Well, and I think you really hit on something uh, important in that there are so many great things that are happening in our schools. And and, uh, most of them are happening in spite of the system, uh, people's individual heroic efforts. Uh, not because of the system because the system has a lot of shortcomings right now um, but we're uh, hoping to that's one of the big things I think and one of our themes is let's try to make the system not work against people let's get the system to work uh, in concert with people and and so we all can be starting to pull in the same direction um, you know I really think that, that uh, this, is a, this is a genuine opportunity right now to, um, to really move the system in a way that's going to be beneficial not only for educators and improving their school climates, but really improve it for kids. Um, the idea that, that there's a lot of emphasis now on creativity, there's a lot of emphasis on uh, project based learning um, you know I think one of the one of the tools that I always relied on as a as a teacher was novelty in my classroom and the more we can get away from uh, things just being kind of mundane or repetitive uh, for kids i think I think that's great. The other thing I think that would be helpful is if we got away from labels a lot if we can. If we can find a way that a label doesn't doom a kid after or a teacher or a, or teacher, a right.
0: support staff or a district or a school. Yeah, we've been living yeah. under a very punitive system and not an uplifting system.
1: And I think there's I think there is a real opportunity to change that.
0: Yeah, I think you know, we, we have to change that. And I think that's one of the things I'm really excited about, and I know you are as well, is that um, you know, we're we're not here just to to tell our stories or to share our path about how we got here. It's really about how are we elevating the voices of educators all across Colorado? Um, their stories matter, and that's why you and I go out there and we talk to them and we listen to them so we can bring those back to to create change. And so um, yeah. you know well,
1: I've, and bringing light to, I mean everybody's talking about the teacher shortage right now. I mean, it's really no great mystery if you're if you're entering into a system where uh, it's it is punitive on, on many levels and you're not getting to do the things with kids that you really signed up to do, um, you know, that's going to have effects on people. And so you're hearing from a lot of different segments uh, of society that you haven't previously heard from in terms of what you uh, what is beneficial for kids. Uh, a lot more people are starting to come around and see things um, favorably for educators. And there's there's a lot of uh, empathy out there for the challenges that are in education and, and a lot of momentum, I think, for wanting to listen about how we really can make things better.
0: Yeah, I think, again, that was one of the, the greatest things from the Red for Ed days is... Um, just that sharing of the stories, and I really do think people were listening in a different way. We saw that from the community support. One of the most surprising things to me, and really validating and uplifting things, is that 99, per- and I'm not making this up, 99% of the calls were supportive calls, saying thank you, we stand by you, we support you, and um, You know, I I wish I could find a way to play all those calls for everybody because I think that validation that people felt on those days of of the community responding like, wait, what? There there are educators that are working two to three jobs, their own kids are on free and reduced lunch, but they're, you know, in the parking lot at 6 a.m. and leaving after 7 p.m., You know we need to be doing better by our students and our educators and so I think that support again I'm really hopeful that we can build off of that momentum and that support and that the voters of Colorado will come together on things like amendment 73 and change the trajectory for students and educators all across Colorado I really do believe this is a -a once-in-a-generation opportunity we have here in Colorado to change the path for students and educators all across Colorado, so well, yes, I, on Amendment Seventy Three, <laughs> we're going to get it done.
1: Well, and I agree too. I mean, uh, you know, I'm uh, being being from Colorado Springs. You know, typically, Colorado Springs gets kind of a bad rap around some of the the uh, issues in the political front, but even there, uh, uh, people have been extremely uh, vocally supportive of the educators in in the schools and and know that they are really the ones that are trying to do the best by kids um, and they're they're you know they're really gaining some education about all of the challenges that are happening in the system right now and want to be as want to be a willing partner to try and fix it
0: yeah I absolutely agree so uh, we're, we're running out of time here, so let's end on a hopeful note um, and get our listeners to get to know you a little bit more. What was your best day as a teacher?
1: Oh, man, I had, I had several of them, but um, probably one of my best days was um, at the end of... I used to teach a, a class called Constitutional and Criminal Law, and um, it... Was it ran a full spectrum of of student levels, I guess, if, if to, for lack of a better way of explaining it. And at the end for our final, we put on a mock trial. And um, every single trial that our kids put on, I mean, they not only had, they had four days to learn not only the case that they were doing, but how to put on a trial. So they were learning how to question witnesses, trial procedure, how to object, all of these different things. And in four days, um, to a to a T, um, every class just had an amazing uh, level of preparation. Um, kids said that uh, would not turn anything else in would make sure that they were ready for trial day. And uh, it was such that even in the spring, you know, when seniors get released early, the seniors on their own would come back in to make sure they could participate in trial. And uh, I usually tried to make it an interesting trial, like a murder trial or something like that. And so uh, it was, a, it was uh, always a, a really great fun experience. And, and ironically, I've actually come across several of those students who are now uh, either in the criminal justice field in some capacity or uh, have told me that they are studying criminal justice because of the class. And that's that's always a great day as well. So how about you? What's well, your...
0: I had many... Um wonderful in the classroom moments like that as well but um, one of my most memorable days was really one of those outside of the classroom experiences that we know that many educators do all the time you know it's not just that time that you're in school but there's moments outside of school too and I had the the opportunity to be the female chaperone on the ROTC trip and we took kids from Adams City High School to California to the Marine Corps Training Depot. And there were a whole lot of stories that go along with that. (laughs) That that might be another podcast one day. Um, But one of the best days is many of these students had never been outside of Colorado. I mean, some of them had never even been to the mountains and were born and raised in Commerce City, but they had never left the state. And, And for I think pretty much every single one. None of them had seen the ocean, and one day we went to we spent a day going to the ocean, and um, I'll just never forget that day. Like seeing these kids light up and see the ocean for the first time. And I think the reason why that was so memorable is because um, I remember that year I was a language arts teacher. Um, the at the time it was the CSAP. Um, test, the question, it, was, it, it asked the students to write a descriptive paragraph about seeing the ocean for the first time. And I remember thinking at the time how biased these tests were and how these kids, even though they had the skills to probably write a beautiful descriptive paragraph, weren't going to do well on that question because they had never seen the ocean. And so it just represented for me, again, kind of why I do this work and why it's so important, Um, because we have, again, we have to be that voice for for our students. Um, You know, seeing these kids light up, seeing the ocean, but they didn't have that opportunity to write about that and show some test score that, you know, they knew how to do that because they'd never had that life experience. So it's just what you were talking (laughs) about, those life moments when you know that, um, you're, you're making a difference in a child's life. So, you know, being uh, serving for the last six years as the vice president has been one of the best things I've ever done. I, there's nothing more humbling than being able to serve the educators um, here in Colorado. So I'm very excited for you, for what's ahead for you. I'm so excited to get to work with you and serve next to you. And I am so honored to be able to serve as the president of the CEA, serving our great members um, all across the state. So I want to wish everybody out there a wonderful school year. Um, I'm, like I said, really excited to be serving with Kevin um, as your CEA leadership team and just looking forward to a great year. And we're here to... To serve you, to support you, but we also want to hear from you. So invite us out to your school or your workspace, so we can come share your great work on our next podcast.
1: Well, I just I want to build on that by saying I think we have right now a, a, a really great exec team, top top to top to top, I guess. And and so I'm I, I am absolutely thrilled to be uh starting out on this new adventure and uh i'm excited to to get more engaged on a on a bigger scale with the work that i started as a local president in colorado springs and and just looking forward to um getting out there and and uh, being the voice of, of educators across the state um it's really an honor and uh I'm so thrilled to be a part of this really, really smart, terrific leadership team. And thank you uh, for your leadership. I'm excited to be working with you moving forward, and uh, I think we're going to do some great things.
0: And with that, we will sign off on our first podcast of the 2018-2019 school year. We hope everyone has a great year and tune in for our next podcast in a few weeks. Don't forget to visit CEA at www.coloradoea.org and to follow CEA on social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn.